together. Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. Everything's running smoothly. Yo, 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 yo! What is going on? My name's Hartzell, and this right here, it's your KC Morning Show, baby! A yippee Friday to the KC Morning Hoes. My name's Hartzell. Kitty is getting ready to go to work. Say hello, Kitty. There she is. There she is. Fridays on your KC Morning Show, always styled by the homies. Over at Charlie Hustle, KC MS20, they just sent me some Sporting KC gear. They got this new Monarchs varsity type jacket that, I mean, y'all, the game has changed. Business has already been picked up. My goodness. KC MS20, 20% off in-store and slash or online. That's how you know. Them's the real ones. Also, let me tell you that today I'm going to be over at Cable Dom Arena doing that soccer, that indoor celebrity soccer. And I, I put celebrity in the biggest of air quotes. Team Vasos, Nick Vasos versus uh, Team Serrano. Steve Serrano, DJ at uh, 93.3 Pop Station. I'm not about to lose to the pop guy. Oh, I will be goddamned if I lose to the pop guy. Comments are very good at indoor soccer. They're number one by like a mile. Also, tomorrow, Sporting KC home opener at Children's Mercy Park. Come kick it. Literally, come and kick it. Well, no, not literally, because you can't kick it. The team, the players, will be kicking it. If you kick it, then we gotta kick you out. Oh, wow. (laughs) We made that work. And after the game, I'll be at Hollywood Casino. Got a busy weekend. A ideal weekend in Kansas City. But on the show today, let's get to uh, the matters at hand. On the show today, a sports thing with bet-sided's Benny Heiss. We just catch up, shoot the shit, because that's what we do. Have a great rest of your weekend. I love you, Kansas City. And uh, yes, I got news for you that I will fill you in on Monday. It's super awesome. Very lucky guy in the greatest city on earth. All right, a good day to be in Kansas City. And my name's Hartzell. We'll see you in the morning. Bye. Finally, the Rock has come back to Kansas City. They love the Rocky Casey. The Casey Morning Show. Let's do a sports thing. He is our manager in chief over at BetSided, part of the FanSided Network. I need that day of the week where I can always bet on Benny Heist. What up, man? What's up, man? Like you don't you don't call, you don't write. I, I know you've been traveling. You had a little bit of a nice nice trip to the Big Apple. Got yourself uh, over to Atlanta to the start of, of uh, sporting season. So I'm I'm here. I I haven't gone anywhere. I'm I am right here for you and for the people. What is up in the sports world? You got to fill me in because I have been I have been moisturizing almost double time in the last <laughs> few weeks, Benny. So you got to fill me in, man. I, there's been a lot, and and can I tell you something too? Like once the Super Bowl was done, I. I, I hadn't watched a lot of college basketball this year. I've been very focused on, on the NFL and NBA, especially over for content at bedside. And we got some amazing, really smart editors and writers that are covering college basketball, uh, including local guy. We just uh, brought in uh, Joe Summers, yeah. uh, our guy Stanford Joe. He's been doing a kick-ass job for us over at bedside. And uh, he's been, been hitting on a lot of a lot of games. You guys should check out his work over at bedside as well. But I, I got to say, like, last three, four weeks, I have just – gone head first into college basketball because there's there's so much good insight and the odds makers still especially on like a lot of these smaller games 
they're just not quick enough to make the move. So like if you're if you're looking for like some real small schools, like if you're trying to figure out like whether or not like Richmond and uh, VCU, I think those aren't necessarily super small schools. Like if you're looking at like the MIAC conference and like I Iona and St. Peter's is playing that day, like that's a that's a big game. I, I wrote up an article on Montana versus Mona, Montana State, the Cat Grizz rivalry, Hartzell. <laughs> I did I wrote up a Cat Grizz rivalry breakdown and it hit and I felt so good because I'm like I haven't watched these team play, but when you get good information and there's so much good analytical data and what one thing that we really do well and we pride ourselves on is not making it something that's going to be very difficult to, to understand. Cause like if you're going over like different shot quality metrics and you're trying to evaluate like what's in the you know, 95th percentile for three pointers in the corner, like that's not going to translate to everybody. But if you present it in a way that's easily digestible and understandable and you have the right idea of who to tail and who to follow and still make it fun. Cause that's what sports betting is all about, right? It's about having fun and giving you a little bit more action for the game that you're either watching or maybe interested in following along. Like that's what we, do so I've, I've been watching some big sky basketball mountain west has been keeping me up all night like my my sleep schedule has gone down because i've been checking out like mountain west basketball and, and cbs sports network and, and fs1 so i i'm having a great time with the current state of college basketball and honestly man i have to because the idea of baseball is very much up in the air and i need something and baseball's with you for 162 games except not this year. So I, I need that companion. Right now, that companion is college basketball. UMKC, they crushing it, both the men's and the women's side. We were talking off air. Most State is also doing the damn thing. Uh, yeah, I, I wrote up an article. I, I love Missouri State um, in the Missouri, in the Missouri uh, Valley Tournament. They have, and I'll see if I can load up some of these numbers for you, but Missouri State, one of those teams that just does everything well offensively, like they're, they're top 20 in three-point percentage, they make a ton of free throws. They don't turn the ball over. They were last in their conference, I think, in, in turnover percentage. Um, just a smart team. Um, and the the best team in that league is Loyola Chicago, and everyone's familiar with them because of you know, their trips to the Final Four and you know Sister Jean from the last few years. Like, is they're, she still they're kind with of like us? Am I an ass for asking if Sister Jean is still with I us? Think, I think I'm literally Googling right now. Is <laughs> Sister Jean still alive yep that that is the first search that comes up across google um says as of 2020 she was still living i know we've gone through a lot as far as i know sister jean is, is still out there and i think she's like 102 years old and still kicking it so salute to her <laughs> god bless her and yes exactly so uh but yeah no umkc after a really nice start they're, they're playing of course on sunday i think against south dakota in summit league we, we talked about missouri state they're playing in the missouri valley tournament they've seen their odds to win that tournament they were at one point the number four team on the odds board, even though they were number two in the seed. Uh, they were plus 550 at one point. Sharps love them. Sharps love Missouri State this year. So it's Loyola Chicago right now, the favorite in the Missouri Valley Tournament, and the Missouri State right behind them at plus 300. And with Loyola Chicago not winning the conference, it actually went to, uh, to Northern Iowa. Loyola Chicago is a four seed. So Missouri State being the two seed, that actually gives them a straight shot to the driver's seat to play uh, either Loyola Chicago or, or UNI Northern Iowa, uh, they just have to take care of Drake probably in that second round, and then they should be they should be home free. We are basically we are in March, man. The madness is about to start, and we have more madness, and it's not even court related. Baseball, 
what happened to baseball? Uh, what happened to baseball is that the owners thought they could pull an okie doke on the players' association, and the players' association wasn't buying. Um, I I've said my point on this show before about how I find it very very difficult to to side with ownership. Uh, in these particular situations, players are asking for fair compensation, and I think that is a very relatable thing for anybody listening. It's not to me the the millionaires versus billionaires argument doesn't really apply because irrelevant. you need to think about it from the per- it, it's irrelevant. it's irrelevant. Yep. Baseball franchises and evaluations have skied over the last ten years. Like I'll give you an example: the the Miami Marlins when. Jeffrey Loria purchased the team, which I think was in the the mid to late 1990s. I think he bought the team for like maybe 150 million dollars. He ended up selling that team for 1.2 billion about five six years ago. Um, so like the 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 best investment that you can make, like I don't care how much cryptocurrency you have, like the best investment you can make right now is to buy a professional sports team and baseball of all the major sports, including the NFL has seen the average valuation go up more than anybody. So what players are asking for in this new collective bargaining agreement is just fairness. Like we want to be able to have more competitive baseball, which means that we need more owners to spend. And so that there's not this, this consistent amount of tanking. The revenue sharing is a big part of it because the small market teams like they're not spending it all. Like you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, had spent maybe like forty million dollars on their payroll. By comparison, the, the LA Dodgers had a payroll in the two hundred million range. But the revenue sharing in baseball basically allows some of these smaller market teams to compete with that. But they're just pocketing the money. So the Players Association is trying to find rules to say you need to go ahead and spend more money to put a more competitive product on the field. So all the players are asking for, and for anybody that's been confused by this, they want a more fair system, they want a more competitive system, which is better for the fans, and they just want to be compensated fairly for the work. Because Jeff Passan, who you know is obviously in the Kansas City area, does great work for ESPN, um, basically put it well in an article that he wrote. He said, if you take away the best players in the game – like the product drastically suffers. If you replace the 30 owners in major league baseball, you could make an argument that maybe the product actually gets better. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's about understanding what drives your product and the best players in the world drive major league baseball. So they should be paid accordingly and they should be fa- paid a fair price for the value that they're providing to those franchises and Billionaires don't like to be told that that's not the case. So they've tried to, to put on some dog and pony show to indicate that oh, we're really trying to, to make our effort to come to the table. And, and the Players Association is rejecting everything because you know, they don't have reasonable demands. It's bullshit. It's complete and total bullshit. And I think for the first time in a long time, fans are seeing through that. They're seeing that the owners are not negotiating in good faith. And they're not siding with them. And the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred, is as hated as any commissioner I, I think I have ever seen in my lifetime. How does he still have a job? He was laughing at the press conference. Hartzell, there was a picture of him like in the final hour of negotiations, like working with a golf swing coach. <laughs> like, he, it's like he's like holding an imaginary golf club. And like someone's like working with him to like rotate his hips. Like you're, he's so tone deaf. He called the World Series trophy, the Commissioner's Trophy, a piece of metal. Like, and and the reason that he has a job is because as long as ownership 
supports him and believes that he's the best person you know, to help them make the most amount of money, he's going to keep their job. It's like we had that conversation about Roger Goodell. Like Roger Goodell continues to, to step in it for the NFL. Why does he still have a job? Because the owners know that he makes them a ton of money and their team evaluations keep going up and up and up. That's why he's still employed. That's why he still has a job. It's going to be the same from Manfred until the owners start to lose money from the season. And the other component to this, and I know I've rambled a little bit, but owners trying to suggest the idea that they didn't want to miss games is also unequivocally false. Like they, they want games to be canceled because they know that those April games, other than opening day are not big money makers for them. They'd rather not have to play the player salaries for 162 games when they know that they're getting, you know, 25 to to 30, 35% capacity in their stadiums. So they want baseball to start after Memorial day. Like, and, and to be honest, hard to like, uh, Long term, that may not be the that may not be a bad idea for baseball to make the regular season more compelling and, and have a slightly bigger postseason. Um, but it, you need to have it be along fair lines for the players as well. Um, like it could be a good idea, just poorly executed. And right now, that's what this is. It makes a lot of sense to me, Benny, that uh, Manfred is practicing his golf swing. He's made no actual business deals on the links, so maybe he's got to do some practicing <laughs> in the office. You said it best, man. What drives these businesses? Because at the end of the day, these sports teams are businesses for profit. What drives your profits? Your labor. The labor are the yep. athletes, and they should be able to own their labor because it is their labor. It just so happens that these athletes play a game that gets them a lot of money. That's not play a game. They work in a profession that pays them a lot of money, but that doesn't take they away their rights. Their, you're right. They work their ass off. And I still, it, I from, from the people who say they play a children's game for millions of dollars, I would switch places with them any day. Yeah, of course you would. But <laughs> do you also realize how few and far between it is for you to get to that point? You have to be so insanely talented and work at it to be able to stay in that position. So yes, like you should be paid according to what the market dictates your price should be. And so if there's an opportunity for fairness, like in any other job, you would be supporting the the workers, yep. not not the top tier management, not the the upper one percent. So I, I to me, it's always been an easy argument, and I've found it fascinating that it continues to be a very difficult one for so many people to understand. But more than ever, more than ever, the, the public support has been with the players, and I think that's the right place to go. Sports is a mirror, my friend. Sports yes, is, it is a mirror. Benny Heiss, plug your work over at Fansided. What's your team got going on? Anything you got for the weekend? We got plenty of conference tournament action for college basketball, and then even more of them are going to kick off next week. So if you're looking to get your wagers on and have a little wager attainment in the process, you can head over to fansided.com slash betsided for it. Uh, also, definitely check out our podcast, Bet and Breakfast. I had a chance to talk to uh, Michael Chiklis this week, who was obviously the star, Vic from The Shield. Um, he's in the new show. Have you heard about this new show, Winning Time? Uh, produced by, by Adam McKay. It's on HBO about Magic Johnson and Jerry Buss and the rise of the Lakers dynasty in the 1980s. Have you heard about the show? Yes, and I was hoping that we could do a whole segment on it next week, actually. <laughs> oh, well, then then I'll go ahead and, and, and bite my tongue, and we'll save it for next week. Teaser, is it great? Because it looks fantastic. It's very, very good. Okay. And the conversation with Michael Chiklis was phenomenal. Like, for a dude, like, I, I'm trying to imagine sort of like the, the equivalent. Like, imagine, like, 
Imagine getting a chance to play Patrick Mahomes in a movie and you grew up rooting for him and watching him in Kansas City. For Michael Chiklis, Red Arbach was like one of the greatest coaches in NBA history, one of the greatest executives in NBA history, like an NBA icon who led the Boston Celtics, won like more than 10 championships. Um, and so he got a chance to play like a childhood hero in winning time. So that was a really cool conversation. I also learned that uh, he named his dog after Tom Brady. The, the dog's <laughs> name is not Tom. The dog's name is not Brady. Dog name, he either calls his dog Tom Brady, TB12, or the goat, I which it. I thought was amazing. Vinny Heiss, you are my childhood favorite, my friend. I love you, brother. <laughs> We're going to chat next week. All right, let's do it, man. Well, I beat the drum and hold the phone. The sun came out today. We're born
Show. Show.